Can you imagine your life where money is your friend, working with you to achieve all your dreams and desires? If you struggle seeing money as your friend, then join Kathy Cook Noble, financial advisor and educator on understanding how your money can work for you. It is possible. Now, here is Financially Speaking with Kathy Cook Noble. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. I'm your host, Kathy Cook Noble, and as always, I'm excited to talk to you about all things financial, all concerns financial, uh, myths and questions that are financials out there. There's a lot of information that's floating around, especially right now, uh, getting through and working with everybody on a global scale through this pandemic. We have so many financial concerns and so many financial uncertainties that I get a lot of questions about that. So I thought, you know what? What better place to do a little series on our pandemic financial situation than here because we're all in this together. And if you have questions, we're always excited to take your questions. We're always excited to get show topic ideas. My my show topics, I, I will confess, uh, not all of them come from me. A lot of them come from uh, my own, my own clients, from people that I, I that aren't clients that are friends or family, or from different people in my office where they're like, you know what, what do you think about doing something like this? And, you know, if they're thinking about it, then I know there's other people thinking about it. So I've had people just uh, generally uh, write in and ask me to do a show on certain topics or certain uh, questions that they have that they get confused about because, you know, sometimes what you see out there isn't always that easy to understand and what you see out there isn't always that direct either. So, uh, you don't need to understand, and I tell people this all the time, you do not need to understand all the same metrics and graphs and formulas that you see on TV, although they're pretty and they're exciting and they're probably impressive when they use all their financial lingo, it's not easy to understand. And that's what this show is about. That's what this network is about. It's about you understanding your own stuff, you understanding what makes your life better, you understanding what finances need to your need your finances need to look like to make your life better and your family's life better. Uh, we don't need to know you. You do absolutely knowing what your relatives and your neighbors are doing financially is not going to help you one bit make your own financial situation better. So when we play that keeping up with the Joneses game, it doesn't do anything except affect us mentally. So that's why I like to work with people in my own practice with finance and bookkeeping and say, you know what, let's, we don't care how many houses and how many billions of dollars Jeff Bezos has. It's fascinating and it's interesting to see what the, what the designated richest man in the world looks like, but, um, not really our typical daily life that we're living. So it's as, as interesting as it is for entertainment, it's not something that, uh, is going to help us in terms of making our own financial situation better. Uh, of course, if you're headed in that direction, you can learn from some great uh, tips and, and mistakes that he's made. But for the most part, let's look after ourselves. Um, the, when I say that's what we do here on the Inspired Choices Network, if you are able to, I suggest you reach out and listen to some of the other shows that we have on the network because you will find something for everyone and for every part of your life. So if you need a little bit of coaching help, then you're going to listen to one of our shows from one of our coaches. You're going to, if you need some help with your pets, you're going to listen to the show about the pets. If you need some help with your kids, you're going to listen to the show on the help with your kids. There is something for everybody. Sometimes you just need to have a little bit of mental 
and uh, relationship rebalancing. And of course, there's shows on that. So we need to always look after our mental health as well as our financial health, as well as our physical health. So that is really what this network's all about. So I, I uh, recommend strongly you plug yourself into the different shows that you need. And if there's something missing, then I think you plug yourself in and you say, hey, that's my area of expertise. Why don't they have it? And that's when you want to reach out to Christine McIver and talk to her because she is our network owner. And you'll also find her on her own radio show, the Inspired Choices Network. And you um, can talk to her about your own show because she is always uh, eager and willing to talk and help train people. So if you have the idea, she has the skill to teach you and train you on how to implement it. So that is my little uh, update for you on the network. And it's always a great place to find all the things that you need in your life. And and I say that every week because I truly mean it. And for those of you who've who've joined me before, welcome back. And thank you for coming back so that we can keep talking about financial conversations that I believe strongly need to be had more often in families, more often in businesses, more often in relationships, because uh, it's it's not a big secret. It's, it really shouldn't be a big secret. And for those of you joining us for the first time, welcome. We are always excited to have new listeners and always feel free to send me a message. Uh, either call in or send me a message if you're not comfortable by email, uh, kathy at bookkeepplus.ca or join us, go right on our inspiredchoicesnetwork.com site and you'll be able to find all of us there. Uh, it's it's exciting for me with finance. I, I tell you, um, so I have my own financial practice as a financial advisor or licensed advisor here in Canada, and I'm licensed in a couple of provinces. I, I have my own bookkeeping business, and it's fascinating to me. It's always fascinating to me at how nervous some people can be talking about their finances, either to each other or in general to me, uh, where they feel they they feel silly or or they feel dumb. I've had people say, "Gosh, I didn't want to ask questions to a different advisor because I I didn't want to be made to feel stupid." And I think you know what? That's not that's not your that's not your problem. That's not your issue. That's theirs. They should not make you feel that way. When you go in to talk to anybody, an advisor, a banker, uh, any financial person, it is their job when they're talking about your stuff to make you feel comfortable and welcome to ask questions. And if you don't have somebody, then I would recommend if you're going to be looking for someone to help you as an advisor, make sure first and foremost, you're comfortable with them. If there's a relate, because you have to remember, this is a relationship that you're going to be building over time. A financial plan isn't something you put in today and walk away and never touch it again. It's like gardening. You have to weed out whatever doesn't work. You have to nurture it. You have to look after it. You have to change what doesn't work. Uh, that's your financial plan. So you want to be working with someone that you are comfortable with. And I know I've talked about this in the past on how to pick a financial advisor, but I, I'm bringing it up tonight because tonight we're going to start our series on uh, pandemic financial survival. So we're going to be talking about focusing on what to do with your finances during the pandemic and some estate planning during the pandemic. So this is, we all you know, when we talk on this show, I have to say these are certain terms that we use in Canada. These are certain terms we use in the U.S. These are other terms we use in different parts of the world. But for the most part, we can we can generally understand the base. We all have the basic concepts around the world. So we might invest in an RSP here, a registered retirement savings plan. We might invest in a 401k there. You know, we might have uh, different currencies, but the concepts are the same. 
The pandemic, however, that we're dealing with with COVID-19, that is universal. That's around the world. That is the one part of our world, unfortunately, that we're all in it together. And fortunately, we're all in it together. So that means we're working, no matter what country you're in, no matter what province in the country you're in here in Canada, everyone is working for the same goal, which is to find a vaccine or even better one day, hopefully a cure, or and in the meantime, to control it so that we don't lose any more people and that we help people who are inflicted get better. So it's there's a lot of moving parts. It's not a straight line, just like your finances in a normal environment. But in this pandemic, we now have to figure out how we're going to make money or how we're even going to get to our jobs if we're closed down or if we're in isolation. If you're if you if you become in contact with somebody and you have to self-isolate for 14 days, how do you make money? Like these are all things we have to look at because you still have to pay your property taxes and you still have to pay your utility bills. And I know a lot of people, you hear these great, it sounds like these great, wonderful promises from institutions about deferring payments. Deferring doesn't mean you don't pay it. It just means you pay it later. So it's very similar when we talk about uh, taxes in some cases. When you defer your taxes, that can be a good thing because you're paying it later down the, down, much, much later down the road. But in this case with the pandemic, you're dealing with deferring payments on money that you didn't have coming in. So let me put it to you this way. If you're if you're not able to work or if you're a business owner and your business hasn't been open for two months and you lost that income either through sales or through your income and you've deferred paying your credit card, your mortgage, your rent, whatever the case is, six months down the road, well, the months, the two months that you've been closed or off work that you didn't qualify for any money, you don't make that up. So just because you're deferring a payment, it doesn't mean all of a sudden that those two months worth of sales that you didn't get, you're going to make up for in six months. That's not it at all. You're not revenue ahead, but you are still committed to the expenses. And that's part of the issue. That's a lot of the issues. I got to be honest, I've seen with a lot of my clients where the concern is you're given all these deferral options, which is fine for short-term cash flow. However, where is the long-term revenue coming from to pay for it? Because in six months or 12 months or whatever the number is, that money comes due and you never made the extra income to earn it. So these are all things in this pandemic that people are starting to realize that, number one, we we need to have more conversations about finances. And number two, with or without a pandemic, we need to have control of our finances and know where we're at. So that's what we're going to talk about tonight. And that's actually what we're going to have a few, uh, the next few series, the next few nights are going to be on the next, is going to be a whole series, four series um, for the pandemic and finances and how they affect you. So tonight, why don't we start with the pandemic talk and the financial stuff. Our question is, what do we do? What do we avoid? And how are we handling the change? So I know a lot of people, there's, there's concern how this economy is going to go and if it's going to lead us into a recession, um, what's going to be an impact of a slowdown or any virtual shutdown of our our businesses and our economies, uh, what happens with our money. Uh, you know, if you're invested right now, what do you do? Do you, do you cash it in? Do you stop opening your statements? <laughs> do you turn off the, the news and stop listening to it? Because I know, everybody knows the markets are volatile. There's a lot of 
reasons that people try and give as analysts as to why the markets are volatile. But the reality of it is you've always got several factors that are affecting a market. So the U.S. election, some people say it's a, a big determinant. Some people, some analysts say, you know what, it's already marked in uh, and accounted for in the market. So it's not going to be a de- big determinant. Uh, it's like anything else in finance. You have to find the people that you feel comfortable with and listen to what they're saying. But you have to also trust in yourself that you can understand it and that you're only looking after your stuff. So the very first thing that I think everyone should learn and everyone should feel comfortable with is this. Don't panic. Every single time something happens in a market and people panic, there is not a situation in in the history. We have had some very bad uh, recessions. We have had great depressions. We have had the Great Recession in 2009 from the 2008-2009 crash, uh, but the markets recovered. And this is the this is the biggest biggest part right here tonight is the first and and only step if that's all you get is don't panic because once you get control of it and you take out that emotion of panic then you'll be able to objectively look at where you are and start to formulate a plan because remember our plans are meant to be long term we're not just trying to figure out the next 24 hours or the next six months, we're looking for the next five months, we're looking for the next five years, we're looking for the next 10 years, we're looking for when we retire, we're 20 years old, we're just entering the the workforce, we're looking for what our future is going to be in 30 years, 40 years, 50 years. That's the kind of stuff we're talking about. So when you take it all into account, you say, okay, this isn't just about today. So if I don't panic, and I take a deep breath, I'm like, okay, today, maybe today is not great. Maybe it is tough financially, but let's look at a plan to get us to a place where it isn't tough. And we're going to get to a place where if there's another economic change, which I tell you, I can't pr- tell you when it will be, but it's going to happen because that's the history in the, that's how history works. There's always going to be up. There's always going to be down. And when that next one comes, you're going to be ready in a better position financially so that you can help your family and yourself through it. So these are some of the things we're going to talk about tonight. We're coming up to our first break and in our first show of our series on pandemics and finances. So stay tuned. You are listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. And don't go anywhere because I will be right back after this break. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. 
professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to Kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network, and I am your host, Kathy Cook-Noble, and tonight we're starting a series on the pandemic and finances, because that is something that we are definitely all dealing with as a as a global community, and how we deal with our finances is, well, believe it or not, it's it's not that dissimilar from country to country. A lot of people have the same questions, the same problems, the same concerns. So let's start with if you're in the age bracket where uh, you have to start taking investments out. So say you're in that in Canada, you're at that age where you start taking out the registered retirement income fund, your your RSPs have rolled over. They've got some minor changes to lowering the minimum that you have to take, but you do have to take the minimum. So start to plan for these withdrawals. Talk to your advisor um, if you're doing it yourself and sit down and figure out what the minimum is going to be that you're required to take out and start to plan for what that minimum is going to look like because that is something that is required and that's part of the rules where you have to start taking money out. So depending on what your risk tolerance is, um, start to plan ahead for these withdrawals and start to see what they're going to look like and where they're going to be. You might need to uh, move some of that money around into lower risk if you if that's uh, something that happens. Um, there's three different strategies that you can have a look at. Uh, I'm just going to give them to you. This is, they're called the, the bucket strategy. And think of it as your money's in a bucket. You have the short term, which is money you need to withdraw in the next three to five years. And there's a medium term bucket. And this is the money you need in five to ten years. And the long term bucket is, is basically what you're going to need for the rest of your life. Okay, so you're going to start to figure out, okay, how much of my money do I need to put in each of these buckets? And then you're going to figure out what's essential. So what do I have to have for essential expenses? And these are things like your housing, your health care, daily living expenses, uh, your insurance, stuff like that. That's ex- ex- essential. And then you're going to figure out what's discretionary. And that's stuff like travel, which we know we're not all doing a lot of, uh, non-essential home improvements, Roof leaking is essential. Getting a new kitchen, non-essential. Okay, those are the different things. So then we're going to start to say, okay, where, what category, which bucket have I got my money in? And now, out of those, what is absolutely essential that I have to do? And discretionary, guess what? That's the kind of stuff we can defer. Then you're going to have um, the third strategy, which is a, a structured, systematic withdrawal. So you're going to get an automatic withdrawal coming in. 
And that's very similar to what we do with dollar cost averaging going in. We're going to have a structured withdrawal coming out. So we're going to hit it some at the better time, some at not the top time of the market, but we're going to average off better. So those are a couple of quick strategies for those of you who are in that got to take it out, I'm required to category. For those of you who are not in that category, then we're going to start looking at the future. So this is an opportunity for you to start to decide what you're going to do with your money and what your future is going to look like and what you're going to need. When are you planning on retiring? This pandemic might have changed it so that you're going to retire a year later, for example. So these are some of the, the areas that we're going to start to look at. We need to know, we always need to know what the risk tolerance is. So whenever you talk to anybody in the financial world, they'll talk a lot about risk. There's risk in sectors, which is whether it's the technology sector or the healthcare sector. There is risks in individual companies, for example. Uh, In the technology sector, the risk isn't as high with Microsoft, for instance, as it is for a brand new company or a company like TikTok. So you'll have different risks within sectors. You'll have different risks of different sectors. And you'll have different risks because of how you personally feel. So this is why I say don't compare yourself to other people. There are Your neighbor might be a, a huge risk taker. They like to go um, jumping out of helicopters. They like to ride dirt bikes. They might like to do cross-country or downhill skiing competitively. Who knows? you might not be that kind of risk taker. So your risk tolerance has to has to be taken into account when you're talking about your finances because you need to be able to sleep comfortably at night. You can't be in something because your neighbor's in it and you're unable to sleep at night and it's affecting your health. So these are also why I say finances always connect to everything else. Like in my world, I always say everything leads to finance. But in reality, it does because... You have to have money to keep a healthy lifestyle. You have to have a money. You have to have money to afford your house. You have to have money to travel. You have to have money to buy presents for your grandchildren at Christmas time. You need money, especially if you're sick and you don't have health coverage. You need money to cover your health coverage if you have a health plan. So we always have to be aware. Money's not the be all and end all, but it does help us live the life that we want. So this is an area that we want to make sure we start asking ourselves these questions. And we always want to make sure that, especially right now, if you're in in a country like the U.S. where you have to pay for health care and health care plans, you got to make sure that your health care plan is paid up. You do not want to lose your health coverage. And if you're traveling, then you got to make sure that you have travel insurance that covers you because not all insurance companies right now are covering in the pandemic. So if you're traveling, uh then you want to make sure you get travel insurance that covers you and that covers you for specifically this COVID uh, pandemic. Because if you've got travel insurance and you end up even out of even out of your state or out of your province and you're still in your same country, you want to make sure you're covered because there's I've said it before and I'll say it again. I, I'm a, quoting Jim Cramer when I say it, but there's nothing worse than being broke. The only thing worse than being broke is being broke and sick. And that makes it very, very hard for you and your family. So we want to make sure we're focused on keeping our health and our health care all in alignment. We want to stay focused in this pandemic. You want it's it's easy to get distracted by some of the the um hoopla that you see on TV and the 
the political back and forth and disagreeing and and truthfully the politicians uh their job is to fight each other and disagree with each other and i don't my personal opinion is it's not necessarily their job or even their focus quite frankly to do what's right for you and me because they get caught up in that whole political system and and the way things get done but that's just my own opinion on that. And I know there's a lot of good people in there that try and do stuff, but it's very hard through different structures. Um, so you need to stay focused yourself. Don't let them distract you. Stay focused on your long-term goals and generally making your goals. So it's really important to remember that I'm a big fan of diversification. And that means don't put all your eggs in one basket. It's that simple. So make sure if you're looking in this pandemic and you're starting to look at your finances, look at diversification. You'll feel better knowing that if something happens over here, then over there, I'm still safe and I feel comfortable. Um, the answer is sometimes in our life, in our world, in our this economy, sometimes investing, the answer is to do, is often just don't do nothing. It's not that you have to do something. Maybe you do nothing. And maybe that do nothing means don't cash in your investments. Don't panic. Don't panic sell. And don't cash in your investments like a lot of people did in 08 and 09. Uh, you want to make sure that if you can't handle it, you're talking to somebody who can help you understand it. So sometimes you just you, you do nothing. That might be your answer. Sometimes you buy on sale. So, you know, when the market's down like it has been, you know, over the past few months, that's when it's on sale. It's no different than if you go to the store and, you know, the the shoes or the shirt or the jacket that you wanted to buy is now on sale. It's no different buying it then as it was six months ago when it wasn't on sale. It's the same idea. So you're buying some of these companies that are on sale. So what do you do before an income loss? So you want to start planning. And by planning, you're, you only... This is a key piece in, in finance. You get a lot of people say, oh, I've lost X amount of dollars or I'm down X amount of dollars. It's only on paper right now. Only if you cash it in do you realize the loss. So if you're looking at your statements and your statements are down, then it's only down on paper because it's going to change tomorrow when the market reopens. And you only lose money when you actually cash it in. You don't realize that loss until you actually take it as a loss. Similarly, with your gains, if your market, if you look at your statement and your statement's up, then that's a gr that's great, and you've you've earned money and you're growing your portfolio, and that's wonderful. That's the plan. But you don't realize the gain until you actually take it, and that means you don't physically take the cash out, and that's when you get the gain or the loss. And that's where the planning comes in. So part of our planning is three months of expenses for emergencies. I know you've heard that before from lots of people. I know you've heard it before from me. And this is an area where we really want to focus on, especially in this pandemic, three months. We want to be putting away money for three months because cash is king and when it's an emergency. So it doesn't matter um, how great you are for the long-term plan. You've got to make sure that you can cover your expenses for the next three months. So for anybody out there that um, has not been working and they received whatever government assistance that they had, for example, uh, the Canadian Emergency Response Benefits for CERB for Canada. That's the money that you people got that didn't have 
uh, employment insurance that lost their job due to COVID and so forth or, or couldn't work due to COVID. They just might not be able to go into work. Uh, that money there is, is your income. That's what you're treating as your income. So you still continue to do this, this saving. You still continue to put away because it's going to be taxed for you next year when you file your 2020 income taxes. And don't treat that like it's some found money because it's not. It's money that you're replacing your income with. So you continue to keep putting away your savings, save your three months, put it towards your three months emergency plan. Uh, now, if it's less than what you normally get, you make some adjustments, but you still keep putting away in the same buckets that you were putting in before. You just might not be putting in as much. And that's okay. That's what we do to adjust our plans. Just remember, though, that money is not extra money. That's not money that you just you got as a bonus and you can go and, and buy the golf clubs that you always wanted or go and buy a whatever toy that you always wanted or spend extra money on birthdays and Christmas because you think it's an extra windfall. Um, that's what I just want to caution everybody on is just because it's not coming from the same source, it still doesn't mean that it's not your income source. So just keep an eye on how you're spending that money. It's easy, and believe me, I know when you're sitting at home how easy it is to shop online and uh, spend money, but you've just got to still stick to your plan and still be very aware and very cautious of what money you're spending. So we are coming up, up to our second break tonight. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll come back, and we'll start talking about creating a crisis budget. Um, and, and if you know me or you've heard my show ever and I've talked about budgets. It's not the word budget that I like. It's just something so simple. Don't get stressed when you hear that word. It's tracking your cash. You just need to know where your money is. That's all. So we'll figure that part out in uh, another 40 seconds when we come back. So don't go anywhere. You're listening to the, you're on the Inspired Choices Network, listening to Financially Speaking with your host, Kathy Cook-Noble. We'll be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Money is complicated, right? Actually, no, it's not. You don't have to be a trader on Wall Street to get a handle on your money. TV shows often instill fear to keep you believing you can't understand it or do anything yourself. If dealing with your finances brings up a lot of other F-words, then you need to read All Ladies Should Use the F-Word, A Guide to Loving Your Finances by Kathy Cook Noble. Kathy helps you take control of your finances and leave the other F-word, fear, in the dust. This is Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255. 
Canada, 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network with your host, Kathy Cook-Noble. And I am doing a four-part series on the pandemic and finances. And tonight is our first of the four. And we're just talking about the planning part before the break. And I mentioned that we're going to do a create a crisis budget. So what does that mean? That is where we take all non-essential spending and we just drill it down to how much we actually need. So what do we need? We really do need to budget for food, shelter, and transportation. So that's what we're talking about with a crisis budget. So budget, you know what, people get tense and glaze over sometimes and use that word. This is just tracking your cash. Just track your cash. And that means keep track of how much money is coming into your house, and how much is going out? It's that simple. And we need to make sure that money coming in exceeds the amount going out. Because when we get the other way around, it's really hard to keep things going. And it's really hard to get out of debt sometimes because we're talking about breaking spending habits. It's a mindset issue. It's not just a getting into financial trouble is not a finance is not a finance issue. It's a mindset issue sometimes. It is an uh, lack of experience issue sometimes. It's getting bad advice from other people sometimes. It's not having full control of your money sometimes and allowing other people to look after your finances. It's being afraid to look at your finances. Like getting into financial trouble is easy if you don't pay attention and you're not interested in it and you let somebody else look after it. But staying out of financial trouble is also easy if you look after it and you pay attention to it. And sometimes you get the right help if you need it. So during a crisis like this or pandemic, we need to make sure that we're covering our basics, the most important things. So we need to know how much we need to survive and we have to prevent ourselves from panicking because now we know exactly what we need. So we know we have to pay this much on our mortgage. We know this much we have for food. We're probably traveling less, which means we're going to save a little bit on gas, but we still have to pay for our car insurance. We need to make sure that um, anything for the kids for school, which I'm going to talk about here too, because things are starting to change. We need to know what we need for the house in terms of toilet paper and stuff that is going crazy again and people buying that out. So you want to make sure that, okay, we need this stuff and we have it and we're prepared for it financially. So a plan is also we have to prepare that we might be working from home and we might be working from home for a while. And the kids might be having school virtually for a while. So what does that look like? This is a bit uh, tricky because if you're working from home and the kids are working from home, i.e. going to school, <laughs> then we need to make sure that everybody's got the tools and we've got the the capacity on our Internet to make sure it all works. So if your children are working from home, then we got to make sure that they might need a computer. And how does that look? Like you're not... If you're working from home and they're in school, you actually might need to buy another computer. So these are things we have to look at. Um, we have to look at what's our backup plan from work? What's our flexibility for work? Uh, are we using the same computer and you're doing uh, your work after them? You also want to make sure that your benefits, if you're working from home, are my benefits staying in place? 
because um, now you're going to give up childcare and you might lose a discount for not having the kids there. So you want to know, you know, my benefits are in place. Is there a benefit when I don't have childcare? I lose my discount. Um, and do I get it back when I go back? Uh, it's There's all kinds of variables that we need to look at depending on what age and family uh, status you're in. So a plan to, you have to look at too, if you get sick. So we need to know, is the employer offering paid sick leave or family leave if somebody gets sick? Because obviously we're in a pandemic over a health crisis. So it's very possible that people are getting sick. Um, we need to figure out uh, what the benefits we have at our company are. So if you have benefits, it might be worth checking with HR just to make sure that you're taking advantage of everything that you have that's available to you. Um, your 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 state or your province has benefits. It's important that we look at that um, and what's covered. Any changes, so any loss of income, you want to make sure that you're able to implement your plan and you want to make sure that we're still covering what we need to cover. So what does that mean? Well, we're going to probably be adjusting our lifestyle a little bit. <clears throat> we're not going to be going out for dinner as much. We're not going to be going out to theater or movies or any other kind of events like that. Even if they start to open up and there are some, I've seen different uh, alternatives to concerts where they have a live concert, but it's a drive-in, so you have to stay in your car. I, I know people are trying to do alternative things, but if your income doesn't allow for it, then you're going to be adjusting that lifestyle so you're not going to as many concerts or you're not going to concerts um, or you're going to be staying home to watch a movie and not going to the theater and so forth. So any expense, basically, is this is how I want you to look at it. Any expense that doesn't involve essentials, which we talked about is food, shelter, and transportation, that should end because that will help you get through this pandemic. That will help you get through this transition period where we don't know how long it's going to be and we don't know if there's another wave coming that's going to cause different kinds of closures or different kinds of um, delays in getting money. We don't know. So if we take that as a rule of thumb and right now we're just going to focus on our essentials, Everything else comes out of the equation. So when we return to normal, for example, a recovery, resist the urge to spend. I know it's going to be, we're all going to want to get out there and see our friends and get excited and go to every restaurant and so forth. Resist the urge to spend. You might be tempted to immediately go back into your either old habits or you're going to want to, just because you're going to have that mindset that you deserve it, and I'm not saying that you don't, but there's a big difference between what you deserve and what you can afford. And you don't want to get yourself into trouble because you just go a little bit uh, uh, overboard spending. So plan to stick to your crisis budget until, and here's the key, until your emergency savings are rebuilt. So if you had to dip into those emergency savings or say you didn't have them and you started to save and build up for them just in the last few months or you're starting now, don't splurge and don't go back to your old habits until that's been restored to you personally. So your personal financial plan is back on track. Your personal emergency plan is back saved up. Don't go on to the splurging. And you want to survive what the stress test is going to be. And that is 
you want to help make decisions that you can prepare yourself and your family for any little blips in your finances other than a life-altering crisis like what you could be going through now. So nobody, not and I tell you all the time that your situation is different from everybody else's. I also can tell you that there's nothing guaranteed in life. So a situation that's guaranteed, you could do it all right, and you could something unforeseen could happen where the fund that you're invested in or the company you're invested in doesn't things make they make a bad decision and things go in the wrong direction you can't have a guarantee so we have to we basically have to plan for the unforeseen and what are some of these unforeseen number one not panicking remember we're not going to panic we're going to focus on the long term and our goals when it comes to investing remember we're not investing for tomorrow. We're investing for many, many, many tomorrows down the road. We want to have our emergency savings account. And you want to have an idea of how much you need to maintain your food, shelter, transportation, your basic survival expenses. We want to be able to live off of a spending plan. So we want to know exactly how much we need to spend to maintain our basic survival plan and our account. And you're going to immediately adjust your lifestyle when a crisis strikes. Knowing your benefits to deal with any loss of childcare, workplace changes, loss of income, and handling sickness. And the most important thing I think that we all need to remember as a as a country and as a community around the globe is that this too shall pass. We have been in a world, we have been through many, many, many uh, crises, crises, uh, financial challenges, even pandemics. Although I know this is the first pandemic for a lot of us, but the world itself has been through lots of them. And it does pass. And when it does pass, we need to make sure that we're prepared to carry on and keep building our financial uh, plan up and making sure that we don't deplete all our finances in the meantime. Because when it does pass... You don't want to be caught in a position where you spent everything and now you either can't retire like you planned or you can't retire at all or you're in such a worse off situation that it's going to be really hard to to build back up. So remember these things about whether it's a pandemic around the world or whether you have a personal crisis because we've all endured personal crisis, uh, crises before this pandemic. Everyone's been through it. There's been through plant closures where people lose their jobs. I've seen families where both income earners worked at the same place and both lost their job at the same time on the same day. And they've got mortgages and car payments and and kids that are in school and young kids getting ready to go to school. So everyone has a crisis that they have been through. We're just going through this particular one together. And if we can really focus on our own personal stuff and stop looking to our neighbors and stop looking to the TV to see what everybody else is doing. Yeah, it's fine to find out, hey, where are we at? We got a vaccine. What's the story? But we're still going to take care of ourselves and be very careful and really watch out for that. So those are some tips on our pandemic. Now I'm going to share with you after our next break about some tips on uh, how to save during a pandemic. Because you know what, whether it's a pandemic or not, I have to tell you, there's some very cool stuff you can do to be saving money. And whether, you know, you don't want to call it a budget because then you feel restricted, but you're just tracking your cash and so forth. But there's lots of ways that you can do that. And 
the best part is, to me, when people talk to me about saving money, you know, it can be fun to save money, and it can almost be like a game, but saving money is the same thing as making more. So if you're in a position, in a job, or whatever the status is you're, you're in right now, and you cannot make more money, it, that means you have no control over giving yourself a raise, <laughs> then you do have control over how much you spend. So saving money is the same as making more. So I can either make $100 a month more or I can save $100 a month out of my expenses. At the end of the day, I still end up $100 ahead. Uh, now, I mean, of course, there's a whole spinoff. We can argue about taxes and how that affects us. But the reality is making money is the same as saving money. So we're going to take our last break of the night and then we'll talk very quickly about a couple things where we can start to save money and, and even make it a little bit fun. So don't go anywhere. You're listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. And we've been talking about how to save in a pandemic and start to plan for our future or continue to plan for our future. So some of the um, general tips that we're talking about that we can do with saving money is, I've, I've said it before, and it's worth saying again, an emergency fund is a must. You, ha you have to start putting money aside. Three months would be Idea would be great. Six months is ideal, but let's just start. And don't get ahead. People get overwhelmed thinking, oh, well, I can't get to six months. Who cares? Just start. Just start saving a little bit of money, putting it aside. And then it's amazing that the, the compound effect, how it works, because it just little by little by little, you don't realize you have so much of money set aside in this account. So now you now have an emergency fund. So definitely start putting that aside. Figure out how much cash you have coming in. Figure out how much cash you have going out and make whatever adjustments you need to to make sure that more comes in than goes out. And you're not just saving for today. Don't forget, we're saving for the future. And I know um, you've heard this all the time. Pay yourself first. Uh, so start setting up automatically where you pay yourself first. And by that, I mean you, you deliberately put money aside towards your investments or your savings 
right off the top. It's not what's, you don't save what's left after you've spent all the money. You actually take the money out first and save first. And then what's left after you save, that's what your expenses come out of. Start small, but think big. So let's start with your short-term goals. Let's get you on track. It's, it's actually fa- fascinating. And I think it's a lot of fun when you start watching things grow because now you're actually consciously paying attention to it. And it's exciting and you can start to see things work. And then once you start to see things work, you want to continue to make it work. So keep putting your short-term goals and then your medium goals and your long-term goals, keep putting them into effect so you can keep seeing them actually uh, work for you, which is kind of cool. Um, start saving for your retirement as soon as possible. And I know for you 20 and 25-year-olds out there, you're thinking retirement is so far away. But you know what? It's uh, it's really not. And depending on what age you want to retire at, it could be a lot closer. So if you save your money and invest your money for the long term, then you might be able to retire earlier. Uh, make sure we take it. We're taking advantage. I mentioned before about checking on your benefits. Also, take advantage of free money at work. So if you have an employer match on an on a 401k or RSP, make sure you're still doing that. That's free money. Uh, don't be afraid to clip coupons. Don't be afraid to buy on certain days when you get discounts. Don't be afraid to use your points, whether it's air miles or um, uh, any kind of other programs. I was going to say shoppers here, but that's uh, in Canada. <laughs> um, so for the Canadians out there, you'll see your uh, your points with Shoppers Drug Mart. And there's all kinds of them. I know in the States, you guys have a lot of points with different stores easier, e- earlier um, that are easy to collect that too. And don't be afraid to buy when the sales are on. It's kind of fun. Like a lot of people like to brag about how they bought something at this great price. And there's nothing wrong with that. If you're looking to buy, if you need to buy a a couch and you're waiting for it to go on sale at the store, nothing wrong with that. There's there's no, you don't win a prize because you paid full price for something. Um, But you do save a lot of money if you, if you can uh, save money and purchase earlier or purchase later rather when it's on sale. Uh, just remember that saving money is for you and your family and buying something full price at a store uh, doesn't get you towards your future goals. So always be looking at different ways to save. Uh, taking your lunch, if you're still working, stop driving through. It's uh, different fast food places. If you take your lunch, uh, there's lots of little ways that you can save money always. Um, you can always be putting whatever that extra is away. And here's the cool thing. If you take your the difference between what you pay, say, for example, you go out for lunch all the time and you, you spend $200 a month, I don't know, whatever your number is, $200 a month on lunches, and you start to decide, you know what, I'm going to save money on my lunches because um, I'm, still, I'm still able to go to work or now I'm working from home, so I'm going to make my own lunches and not go out and buy them, make my own coffee and not go out and buy it. If you can cut that in half, that's $100 a month because you might have a little extra groceries at the house, but the reality of it is it's not going to be the same as what you go out to buy every month. That $100 a month that you just saved, that $1,200 a year that you're going to put in month after month to compound into your retirement fund or your emergency fund, that that's for you. That takes out your stress. So these are all areas that we can be looking at to save money. And if nothing else, the pandemic has pushed people, given them that little bit of nudge to say, hey, 
we got to look at our finances. So we really have to take advantage of the opportunity to start to look at what we're doing with our money. So when people were before the pandemic, you know, people not as conscious necessarily of their money. And now that we're, we've had this situation come up, we start to look at, um, what we're going to do with our savings. And if you want to j- get the jump on your savings, then one of the things we need to do, and, and this is just another theory that you could follow. It's the 50, 30, 20 rule. So 50% goes to what you need out of your money. You know, you need shelter, you need food, you need your transportation. 30% goes towards what you want. And then 20% goes towards what you save. And that could be one way you do it. So out of your 100 bucks, $50 goes towards your your food and shelter. $30 goes towards what it is that you want. Uh, so you might want to go to a movie or you might want to buy that new, sh- new chair that we were talking about or couch. And then 20% goes to savings. So if it exceeds that $20 in your savings, then guess what? You aren't buying it right now. And that's just an easy way to do it. One of my favorite sayings is it's easier to be 100% committed. And I like that because it's very easy to understand. It's very easy to follow. So for people out there who don't eat red meat, it is easy for them to not eat red meat all the time because they don't. It's not like Tuesday, I feel like it, or gosh, you know, someone's barbecuing and that smells really good and they're going to have it. Uh, it's easier to be 100% committed. So if you talk to somebody who doesn't eat red meat, they never eat red meat. Just not, they don't pick and choose the date. If you, it's easier to be 100% committed to your finances. If you always save 20%, you always save 20%. It's what you do. It's like breathing. It's like getting up in the morning and it's like brushing your teeth. It's what you do. And it's easy to do it. It takes the stress off. So once you start to put these plans into place, you're actually making it very, very easy for yourself and a lot less stressful because you're it's easier to do it because you're like, oh, that's what I do. So I don't have to think about it. I don't have to I don't have to question it and I don't have to explain it. I don't have to justify it. It's what I do. That's what my family does. We save for our our emergency fund and we save for our long term. That I hope helped a little bit with the pandemic and saving uh, our money. I'm looking forward to talking to you more than over the next three weeks about more savings and pandemic talk all be please be well stay safe and we'll see you right back here next week on the inspired choices network thank you for choosing to listen to financially speaking radio show kathy cook noble will return next monday at 4 p.m eastern standard time 3 p.m central 2 p.m mountain and 1 p.m pacific on inspiredchoicesnetwork.com we hope you'll join us Until then, have the best week of your life by making the choices that bring you all that you desire.